0: Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. I spoke earlier today to David Cole, who's the CEO of EMX Gold Royalty uh, on the TSXV. If you want to hear our thoughts and opinions on that conversation, where they're at at the moment and indeed the company itself, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com. Where you can also find detailed company reports. There is commentary from market experts from around the world on a variety of companies and commodities. There are training videos. There are summaries of other interviews that we've done just to save you a bit of time. And of course, there's our thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other. So go along now and join them at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club.
1: David, how are you doing, sir? Super well, Matthew. Great to see you again.
0: Yeah, good to see you. Uh, last saw you back in July. How are you keeping? Very, very well. Staying, everyone's staying healthy here in Colorado, and the company continues with fantastic deal flow. Yeah, it seems to be. So um, let's catch up. And we had an amazing response to the last interview. So I think uh, I would encourage anyone watching this who wants to understand your business plan, go and check the link in the description below. Um, and today we're going to talk about today and the future. So, but before we do that. Why do we kick off? Give us a one minute overview of the business for people
1: new to the story. EMX Royalty Corporation. We generate royalties around the world by acquisition of mineral properties, selling them off, keeping royalties. We also make strategic investments and we also buy royalties to augment that portfolio. We have over $50 million in the bank, no debt, Uh, portfolio of tradable securities, $22 million. And uh, <clears throat> we're in just great shape. 250 mineral property assets around the world, including over 150 royalties. Ticker symbol EMX on the New York Stock Exchange. Ticker symbol EMX on the Toronto Stock Exchange. Beautiful. So, um, last time you used a- that?
0: that's
1: that's not bad. You've been practicing.
0: Good man. I wish more people would practice. Um, you talked to me last time. You used a phrase which I was, I was really intrigued by. And it was talking about we're value guys, right? We're value guys. We're yeah, not we going to waste money. Overpaying mm-hmm. for royalties or overpaying for for projects. So explain to me again what you mean by value, guys? Because I thought that was worth knowing.
1: Yeah, that's a really important point, and that's going right to the crux of it. Nice. So, <laughs> the uh, you know we live in a momentum world. A lot of our competitors are are serially overpaying for royalties uh, based upon our risk adjusted analysis of the packages that they're buying or individual assets. That we're seeing we're seeing that as a common case within the marketplace. Uh, It does speak to the fact that royalties are phenomenal financial instruments, so there is justification for paying up for them uh, because of their immense embedded optionality. But um, really, we're focused on astute allocation of capital, Matthew. We're looking for the gems in the rough here. We're looking for things where our typically economic geologic intelligence tells us that the discovery optionality is fantastic and therefore it's worth buying and on the, on the acquisition side. And then, of course, our way to combat the fact that the value of royalties continues to go up over time here with lots more competitors in the space is to execute the royalty generation model where we really don't have much competition on that side and we're the global leader at executing that. So the combined blended um, uh, cost of our acquisition of a royalty portfolio is quite minimal compared to our competitors, which is why we have as much money in the bank um Including our tradable securities and long term investments as we've raised in the history of the company, and no debt no no one else in the sector can say that
0: no it's it's a very it's a very unusual royalty model I, I think last time I described it it's It's not really a royalty company in 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 some ways um so if we look at some of those revenue streams and some of the ways that you are creating future value for the the company um it didn't kind of work last quarter if I look at q three. You know, your costs costs were up. Revenue down. costs of what? The, the, well, the, well, it seems to be the, the
1: royalty generation costs were up. Why was that? Oh yeah, absolutely. So we're cashed up. We're in a strong position. We're in a strong market. We're selling lots of projects. So we're definitely investing more into our portfolio around the world. Okay, so you know, and again, just just
0: looking at the the numbers there, you've been buying, you've been out in the marketplace over sixty different uh, assets that you've picked up there. So, uh, why was now that why is now the the time right? Wasn't it an expensive market to be buying?
1: So, so it's you know, it's all it's it's all opportunism. So you know, people are showing us opportunities to buy things on a continual basis. And our generative team is going out and finding opportunities to acquire mineral assets inexpensively, two different prongs of the business. And, and so it can, deal flow can be lumpy. We've we come across some projects in Idaho. We've been very active in Idaho recently. Claims are uh, not staked. Boom, we start staking land, accumulating it, building geologic models, getting ready to sell those on the generative side. And then on the portfolio acquisition side, Um, you're pointing out a couple of key acquisitions that we made, 60 mineral property assets in Ontario and Quebec. We bought out a private prospect generator executing a similar business model to ours. He was getting ready to retire. We bought him out. Three and a half million Canadian dollars to buy those sixty projects, including forty royalties within that. And thanks to the fact that 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 gentleman wrote in share and cash payments over time, that portfolio actually pays for itself as cash flow positive at today's share prices after three and a half years. So that's an example of uh, you know a spine a portfolio that's going to pay for itself in three and a half years. Uh, that's value investing, giving us long term optionality within that portfolio in Ontario and Quebec in the superior geologic province. And I will say this. We're not going to just stop with those 60, uh, we have Sergio Catalani, an, e- a- an excellent economic geologist that knows that part of the world very well. He's going to use that as a springboard to continue to grow a portfolio there organically as well. And then likewise, you know, we bought 18 royalties in Chile from a distressed seller, uh, putting us right in the heart of the mineral belts that transect through that country. Uh, we see meat on the bone there. There's
0: another phrase you used last time, an economic geologist. Not, not one of those expensive ones but the economic ones what what are you, what are you targeting them to find you know what are the parameters in which here they're guided by
1: so 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 well while well, we love copper we love gold we're very bullish long term sulfide nickel and uh, polymetallic systems uh, volcanogenic massive sulfide systems which tend to be uh, zinc copper gold silver lead um, also uh, um, um, magmatic nickel system. So we're utilizing our our geologic intelligence to identify prospective mineral rights that we can acquire inexpensively. I'm of the opinion you cannot own enough mineral rights and the way to be able to own and have your fingers in lots of mineral pipe pies is to be able to sell those off and keep royalties. And so we're happy to do that around the commodities we like. The the commodities we like the most are of course, copper and gold, um, but also nickel, zinc, silver, and we continue to augment our exposure to these metals.
0: Okay, well, t- talk to me about two two areas that you I'm hearing your name a lot in, which is uh, in Scandinavia and Serbia, right? We've, we're interviewing companies all the okay. time. You know, copper and yeah. gold, big themes at the moment. So, I mean, talk talk to me about Timok and what what's happening there at the moment, and when do you think well, you start I mean, cashing in on that?
1: Here you go. You're talking about the crux again. So, um, you know, our, our Timok assets. That's the company maker in the portfolio. Uh, that's an immense long-term value driver for us. Uh, we, I, I acquired that. Talking about value investing, uh, can you believe this, Matthew? So years and years ago, before before the depth of this discovery was fully realized at all or even close to being realized, I purchased the royalty over the discovery there for $200,000 Canadian dollars. We were able to do that because we were in Serbia. We advised the Serbian government with respect to their new mining law and their new concession legislation. It was the first company to come in and acquire exploration licenses in 40 years. Um, we got in right after the Balkan Wars. And uh, so we did grown through our royalty generation process royalties in the team Magmatic magnetic complex. But then they, then we started to hear about these drill results and, and whatnot, just off the boundary of one of our royalties. we were very upset. So God, gosh, we, you know, it's just off the boundary, but we did go out and find the royalty that was over that project, bought it. And it speaks to the integration of buying royalties and growing them and how that creates opportunity. So, Long story short, Xinjiang is spending a half a billion dollars to put this into production in 21. They're going to put into production the upper high-grade pipe, and then that will help facilitate an underground infrastructure to be able to eventually get into the lower zone, which is a huge porphyry copper gold deposit. The last resource put out by Nephson's 43101 compliant inferred resource of 1.8 billion tons of 0.86% copper and 0.18 grams per ton gold. You calculate out what a half percent royalty is worth on that, and it's a big-ass number.
0: It is a big ass number. That's an American phrase, right? right. <laughs>
1: it's an American term.
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but we're, but the t- around the
1: timing of that, we're talking about what, 22, 23, just to understand. Yeah, so, so the upper zone, according to the Memorandum of Understanding signed with the Serbian government, will be in production in the fourth quarter of 21. Um, our intelligence on the ground is telling us that everything is, is on schedule. Chinese are aggressive.
0: Yeah, yeah, they absolutely can be and, that, and like I say, that's a big number they're throwing at the problem for, for sure. Um, so that's interesting um, and I think it's a very interesting area to investors as well from what we're seeing. We're seeing some people uh, in the area like you know, the Adriatics of this world who are gaining real momentum in the marketplace. So that's one we will follow for sure. But talk to me about Scandinavia because people are just latching onto this it seems. It's, it's a big yeah. mining, there's a big mining um, region. But in yes. terms of uh, you know, North American listed companies, they're really only just kind of finding their feet there. So you've got a lot going on. So, so g- g- give me a rundown of, of what the yeah, things just that just I should be looking quick, at are.
1: Yeah, Big picture with respect to uh, Scandinavia, and, and we work in Finland too, so we call it Scandia. But uh, within Fennelscandia, there's 17 major operating mines, 7 smelters. Um, you know, I, I, I can count on 1 or 2 fingers how, how many smelters there are in the United States. So, you know, the, uh, the mining infrastructure there is fantastic. The rules and regulations are conducive for a clear path towards production. Um, very well-defined laws around how exploration and mining is conducted within Fennoscandia which is why Finland, Norway, Sweden, all very, very, very highly on the Fraser Institute analysis of the right places to invest in mining industry around the world. Um, we've been very active there for years. As you point out, I believe we're the largest mineral rights holder in all of Fennoscandia. <clears throat> I know we're the largest mineral rights holder in Norway, second largest in Sweden and a growing portfolio in Finland. Not, not bad. Not
0: bad to be the number one at, at anything. Well, most things. Um, so <laughs> would you say that um, this has been a period of consolidation? Because again, I come back to that share price here, but people looking at this thing, you had a real leap, you had a real inflection point come, you know, end of June. It went up. Right? I mean, you, you boys did good, um, and then it's kind of been flatlining since. So, wh- how would you describe what you've been through for the second half of this year? And what's that reflection of the marketplace, or, or, or what you've been doing?
1: Well, let's let's look at the big picture, Matthew. The uh, we went public 17 years ago at 30 cents Canadian per share. If you calculate out the compounded annual growth rate, which is something I believe CEOs should be focused on, uh, we're, we're here for long-term shareholders. Uh, that's 17% per year compounded annual growth rate uh, out to roughly today's price. If you look at the last five years, which is just segmenting out the current bull market, that this bull market that we're in right now, uh, it didn't feel like a bull market for a couple of years. <laughs> but when you look back at the chart now, you realize we've been in a bull market since uh, mid-January 2016. So, if you take a five-year chart, calculate the compound annual growth rate of EMX, and it's 35% per year over five years. So, um, We've substantially outperformed many of our competitors, uh, senior and junior, uh, over that time period within this bull market. And over the course of the last few months, which is what your question was about, you know, our share price has been consolidating and has been in a trading pattern.
0: Yeah, it very much has. Okay. And, this, and the next question is uh, given that you're the guy that gets paid the big bucks around here, what are you going to do about it next year? Because there's no rest for the wicked. You got to keep this machine going.
1: You know, we, we allocate capital astutely. That's what we do. And over the long haul, we'll outperform our competitors. And, uh, you know, I, I think that the slow motion repricing of our stock, which has occurred over the last five years, yeah, will continue. Uh, and I'm very confident in that. And it's because we've got a great business model and we're accumulating assets that, that are just fantastic. Uh, uh, royalty instruments are amazing with their embedded optionality, commodity price optionality, discovery optionality. Um, it's, it's it's really impressive, you know. Globally, when you look back at the big picture, and we look at cutoff grades of copper, cutoff grades of gold across the entire mining industry, they continue on a downward curve. That's because of enhanced metallurgy, enhanced global demand, enhanced metal prices, um, enhanced engineering techniques, enhanced infrastructure within um, within mining districts, which enables more ores to come into production, and all that is to the benefit of the royalty holder at no cost to the royalty holder
0: it is i mean I, I get i get the layering of, of this in terms of um diversifying the, the risk and um diversifying the the income uh, etc but i'm looking i'm I, i'm trying to look forward to this so i get the i would. Say, i think you used the other phrase was get rich slow scheme that you've got yeah. right which is not a bad phrase right cuz you know if as long as sure. it's going up i don't really care what speed uh, to 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 a very meaningful level but What are the big moments? Are we waiting for Timuk to come online in 2022? That's a big one. What else have you got? What else have you layered into this? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, what else? I mean, of course, there's 250 mineral property assets in the portfolio, Matthew, over 150 Royalties, many of which are paying on a pre-production basis because we write into our deals, pre-production Royalty payments, advanced minimum Royalty payments, stage gate payments, lease payments, call them whatever you want, cash coming in the door. But with respect to ones that are a catalyst for changing EMX and our valuation in the marketplace, the big one coming online is Balya, lead zinc silver operation, 5,000 ton per day mill, a growing lead zinc silver resource. And they're advancing a decline into that deposit right now. The mill's already built and they've already done test mining. The recoveries were excellent. So this is going to come into full scale commercial production in the latter part of 21 as well, roughly the same time as t uh, and that's going to be a multi-million dollar per annum cash flow royalty to EMX uh, at today's uh, metal prices. Actually, with silver prices the way they are right now, we're, we might be talking something close to five million a year after it's in full-scale production as we move into 22. If you look at our projected cash flows, uh, which I have to be very cautious about how I how I present those, but if you look at those across the portfolio, uh, 22 and 23 are going to be banger years for us. And are you
0: tempted to take a look because we talked last time about this this large lump sum of cash you're going to spend it wisely frugally and be careful about how you spend it are there deals around at the moment are you looking for
1: more acquisitions are you in a stronger position yep. than most so you know we're in a strong position but we also are more frugal than most and this is why the deals you've seen us do have been modest in size but excellent value and rather than blowing the whole thing on overpaying for a currently cash-flowing gold royalty that six other companies bid for um, uh, we are, are looking for and sleuthing out the gems in the rough here that, that make distinct sense with respect to the allocation of capital.
0: So, what's that mean? I, mean, I think twice now you've told me we've. we are getting a goodbye. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> but I'm intrigued. How? Why are, you, why are you winning? Because the last two times we've spoken, right, you're talking to me about people who are retiring. Have you got a birthday list or something?
1: <laughs> I think the reason why, the reason why it, it comes down to our alpha, so, you know, it's, it, our alpha is our economic geologic talent around the world, Matthew, and those guys that are out doing the royalty generation work have their ear to the railroad track and are identifying the royalty acquisitions and the strategic investments. And our strategic investing track record throughout the history of the company is fantastic. And that's one of the key reasons why we have such a robust treasury is because of liquidation events out of our, out of our share portfolio. And uh, this all—all all of these—the uh, the three approaches that we use are all emanating from the same team that's around the world, and—and and it's their talent base that is our alpha. And how do I find those guys? Well, you know what? Um, uh, if there's anything that I've done reasonably well in my career, it's—it's it's identify smart geologists and put them in the right seat on the bus, and uh, uh, incentivize them to stay here. And and just build a really super cohesive team. I'm humbled by the talent that I have the opportunity to work with. I learn from them every day. These guys are really, really, really good. Okay, we're we're seeing a lot of new gold companies over the last year coming into the
0: marketplace, and and we're looking at these things and going that I really, I'm not quite sure why they're out trying to raise money because the fundamental assets are poor. I mean, how how many
1: deals that you look at would you typically even bid on? It's you know it's got to be in the single digit percent. I'm gonna guess seven. I, that's just a guess. I, we don't keep track. Seven point two. Yeah. Right? <laughs> okay.
0: okay, so it's it, it but it's it's the 0.3. same. 0.3. It's good, good data. So I I think that what that's what's sort of happening uh, with with us in terms of you know retail and high net worths uh, family offices. We're looking at all this sort of slew of you know gold companies out looking for money, trying to raise money on assets which have been around the block a few times. Um, And you've got databases filled with this stuff, so you know what is and is not that good. Are you seeing any new stuff coming on the market? Yeah, we do. Right. Yes. Yep. Yep. I'm not going to tell you where. I was waiting. <laughs> you, know, you, 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 just saw, you just saw through my, my best technique when I'm interviewing. Just, just keep quiet, and they'll keep talking. Yeah, you weren't falling for that. No. Okay. We better move on to the next question, which is <laughs> around. And we did talk about it last time, which is around dividends. Okay. So you know, dividends. Or people talk to royalties when people think royalties, they're thinking dividends. When are we likely to start seeing some money flowing
1: the other way? Twenty-two. Okay. You're gonna wait yeah, for Tim. Yeah. okay. So we get Balia online. Uh, we get Tim online. We're receiving fat royalty checks from those. The rest of the portfolio continues to ripen. We're distinctly positive cash flow on a recurring basis from our royalty income flow. Not just positive cash flow because of strategic investment gains, which are lumpy. Um, then, then uh, my board will support a small quarterly dividend that will grow annually thereafter. Okay. Get rich
0: slow get rich, nevertheless. Yes. Okay. Okay, David, well, look, um, nice update. Um, glad things are moving along. I just wanted to touch in because, like I say, the reaction last time to your story, your business planning session was exceptional.
1: Um, looks like more of the same for 2021. You know, I, and, and I just want to bring up one, I, I love to brag about the portfolio. The, uh, there's one asset in there, talk about a, a student allocation of capital. We bought a 2% royalty over the Kaokua project being advanced by palladium one for 250,000 Canadian dollars and we did that because we thought the geology looked pretty attractive and this is a, this is a straight down the alleyway of, of, of how we like to invest and subsequently you know they just continue to expand with big step out drill holes the size of that resource it's getting immense and those are commodities we love palladium platinum gold nickel copper those are five commodities that that you know everyone should love And um, and it's in Finland, it's a great place. So, two hundred fifty thousand dollars, two percent royalty, one percent of the two percent can be bought out for a million dollars. That leaves us with one percent in perpetuity. That's a fantastic investment. Great example. Hats off to my team who figured that one out.
0: Indeed, indeed. More more of that to come, no doubt. So, um, I appreciate you picking up the uh, phone and answering our call. Um, Do likewise. Anything exciting happening? Let us know. We look forward to speaking to you.
1: You know, it's always my pleasure to speak with you. Um, I find your, your your questions to be spot on.
0: Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, Cruxinvestor.com, and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so
1: please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.